Thanksgiving is more than just a holiday. It's a time where we pack our bags, take the long drive to our family's homes to share time, memories, and food around the kitchen table. It's the time of year where we truly gather in one another's homes, decorating and enjoying each other's company. It's a time to feel incredibly grateful for the blessings in life. And the Sharp Mortgage family wishes you and your family the warmest and best Thanksgiving. If they can help you in buying a home this month, please know that you're in the best care with their team. Contact Ashley with the Sharp Mortgage team with an email, ashley at sharploans.com, S-H-A-R-P-E loans.com, ashley at sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Welcome to Deektown, Megan Jebbia. Well, at least officially, it was back on May 26 at Wake Forest University President Susan R. Wente and Director of Athletics John Curry, among others, selected Jebbia as the 11th head coach in Demon Deacon's women's basketball history. Formerly the head coach at American University, Jebbia guided American to five 20-win seasons, including a 26-7 mark during the 2017-18 season, and her teams reached the program's only three NCAA tournaments. Across her 27 years in the sport, she's been a part of 12 NCAAs and one Sweet 16. She's a two-time Patriot League Coach of the Year and is recognized as American's all-time winningest leader. There's nobody more juiced up for the November start of the Jebbia era in Winston-Salem than the head ball coach herself. Five months of install, learning about her team, challenging her players, infusing a new staff with a new culture, and recruiting. Most of all, and to no one's surprise, she's tired about questions on how her coaching style would translate to the ACC. Coach Meg, or Jeb as her staff and players call her, is ready to ball. Today's conversation with Jebbia reveals that passion, the eagerness to build and then execute a plan, and to put it all on display for the world to see, starting November 7th. The Deeks were under 500 a year ago, won only four league games and ranked in the bottom third in the ACC in scoring and scoring defense. But the talent is there, and Coach Meg is working tirelessly every single day to squeeze every ounce of effort out of her squad. I'm Kyle Schasberger, and this is Megan Jebbia, head women's basketball coach at Wake Forest on Triad Sports one-on-one. After months of install, learning your team, challenging your team, coach, building culture, the start of the regular season is finally here. Relieved? Excited that it's time to finally roll the ball out for real? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're all excited to see kind of what we've been the last couple months and seeing if we can do it against, you know, uh, another team because we've been playing against ourselves for so long right now that I think any playing anybody different is, is, a, is a plus. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're excited. Um, cautiously optimistic, obviously. You know, you hope that things are, are going to go well. And uh, I don't know. I think the team is just ready to you – know, we talked a lot about the non-conference and what that looks like. It's really important for us to to do well in the non-conference because um, if you have yourself in a good spot, you need you need these games. So uh, we've been pretty pretty serious about how we're approaching it. What has been the most enjoyable part for you during this process since you were hired in May? I think the most enjoyable part for me has been um, just how willing players have been to learn a new style of play and put themselves out there and take risks. I see the rewards, you know, I mean, I think we're definitely not a finished product by any stretch, but I do see um, in the areas in which I kind of told them, listen, these are the areas we need to get better at with defense, with running offense, you know, not 
fewer turnovers, making sure that we're uh, defending on their faces when they uh, when they get it, you know, and that's kind of it's really fun. The light bulbs going off and um, and they're like buying in. I mean, not that they never did, but it just seems like it's starting to really click and they're starting to click on the floor. And that's probably the one thing that happened this year to have success. What about you personally, though? I, uh, we've talked about your team here off the bat, but uh, have you found your way around Winston, or are you not venturing far away from, from <laughs> campus and the facilities? You've been pretty close to Wake. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm living in an apartment downtown, so uh, away around Winston. I don't have a lot of time right now, to be quite honest. I am pretty busy from the moment until when I go to bed at night. So um, I've done a couple things. I've talked with a lot of alumni, I think, which has been really helpful. Um, trying to kind of steer me in the right direction as far as like, hey, this is where you want to live or these go hang out at. So that's kind of nice. Uh, I've enjoyed that. We've had a couple staff outings, which has been good. Uh, uh, there's uh, 10 of us or 11 of us. So we're trying to get to know each other as well. So it's, it's hard to do when they got their jobs. And I feel like I, it's weird, but I feel like I talk to my staff less in the office than I do out of the office just because we're all kind of busy. Um, but Winston's a pretty cool town neat spots and I've enjoyed the community I think that has been one of the uh, highlights for me he's awesome and they want us to win and they want us to do well and uh, I already feel the support from them yeah I echo those thoughts about the community uh, as a guy who moved from Chicago or at least the Chicagoland area uh, a decade ago I can certainly uh, relate I want to ask you about the implementation of a system and and first I think it's important to ask about the path you've charted for yourself it, it might help the listener better understand the kind of coach Wake Forest is getting when you graduated with a bachelor's in psychology from Towson in 1994 was the goal always to be a coach in major women's college basketball no <laughs> um actually at that point in my life I didn't know what I wanted to do I was thinking I was going to be a guidance counselor in high school. That's what I was thinking. It just goes to show you when you're young and, you know, not thinking uh, things completely through. I that my coach at the time who I played for said, hey, I think you'd be a really good assistant, part-time assistant, just see how it goes. Because, you know, that first year is all over the place. I said, yeah, I'll do that. And then from there, I thought to myself, wow, I, I could really do this. I love the camaraderie of a team and just traveling and, and having that, you know, those fun on the road. And then from there, she hooked me up with um, Jeff Thatcher, who was the head coach at American. Um, and I worked for him for a year, um, got to got to meet different people down in D.C., connections, helped me get the, the full-time assistant job. So the answer is no, but, you know, sometimes born to do something, you know, and I think it just kind of works out in your favor. And I tell people that want major in either psychology or education, because that's kind of what you're going to be dealing with anyway. <laughs> so I think it helps for sure. Um, but I do think, you know, there's, it's hard, it's hard to make that a lifestyle. Um, and you have less time, but you're, you know, given a lot of yourself. As the season changes here in the triad, so does the feeling of being outdoors. The humidity lessens, the mosquitoes start to disappear. It's just more comfortable. But as those things drop, so do the temperatures. So how do you make sure you can still enjoy being outside? Well, here's a solution. How about a screened-in porch with a fireplace? I feel more relaxed just reading that sentence. Our friends at Icon Custom Builders have been transforming homes in the triad since 2005 and can help clients enjoy their homes year-round, through all seasons. Whatever is on your wish list, large or small, Icon can help. You dream it, 
and their full-service design-build team can turn it into reality by guiding you through every step of the process. Just visit their website, iconcustombuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. Yeah, it, it allows you to keep it open-ended, right? If it's education or psychology, and in your case, uh, you, you just kind of fell into the basketball kind of thing as a GA, cutting your teeth and, and moving up the ranks. Um, is, is there a moment where you said, yeah, this is absolutely what I want to do? Were there moments where you wanted to quit? Uh, I mean, how tumultuous <laughs> or, or how rewarding might have might have those uh, stints been for you as you were rising through the GA ranks and then the assistant ranks at American, UMBC, Wright State, Marist, and then ultimately American as the head coach? I would say that there have been both like aha moments, like this is what I've meant to do, and I've had moments where I'm like, I can't. And I think a lot of that has to do with just where you are in your life and that you're, you're put in. Um, I've worked for different people learned what I shouldn't do, learned what I um, I think, you know, the moments that you felt like you shouldn't be doing this, I take a step back and really think like, is this just today that you feel that way? Or is it been on for weeks and months, right? And for me, it was maybe a day or two, right? And just you come back up and you're like, you got this. And I think it's just like anything. I mean, some of the best athletes in the lose their confidence at times. And they, I'm not even saying it was confidence. I think it was more of like, energy and do I still have that and coming to wake has really was me in the sense of like you know it becomes when you're when you're at a place for it becomes mundane to a degree although every year you have new players that come in so you have found a new group of, of young women that to me is fun but you know COVID hitting and that and you know just having more time to yourself makes you wonder hmm <laughs> No, it just seemed like, wow, you're putting so much into your job. Um, and that, I think that's where the coming in for me. Um, but, and, and who you work for. I worked for one person, and I'm not going to name who that is. But And I, I thought to myself, is this where I get out, or do I want to continue? And I think you have to make a decision for yourself. Um, and then, you know, the aha moments of the, the championship years, the times where, you know, even last year, I look at last year and I say, we were not in a great place middle of the season. And we still went at it every day and figured out a way to win at the end. That was really rewarding last year's championship because I'm not sure I was expecting that. And sometimes you go into see we have a chance. And I thought we had a chance. But then as things kind of came fold that year, it just seemed like it wasn't going to happen. And then it did. So I think that was a huge surprise for me. Nine years as the head coach at American, winning more games than anyone, guiding the Eagles to their only three NCAA tournament appearances. You're in Patriot League Coach of the Year twice. How do you think those experiences are going to translate now to the ACC? You know, I, I'm not sure yet. I mean, everyone keeps asking me about the ACC, and I'm like, no, I, I feel like I can't comment on that because I haven't had the experience this season. Um, however... You know, I don't think I rely on any type of award at any point in time. It's just you have to rely on the system and everything that you're that you're implementing. So um, I do, you know, I've watched games and I see like the style of play with certain teams. And I think, you know, I just can't how our roster matches up against a lot of the other rosters in the league because that's what I don't know. I think, you know, I think we have some talent on our team and we could be really good, but I, I don't know. Compared to everyone else, so to me, it's more or less like us getting better each and every day, fo focusing on the little um, 
in order to, to, to get to that big picture of getting to the NCAA tournament, road someday, hopefully getting a championship under our belt. You know, those types of things take time. I'm really excited because I keep hearing like how competitive it is and it's such a grind, um, game in and game out, and I know eat up and all that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of looking forward to like managing that and trying to figure out how we keep our, our team. At the end of the year, that's what matters. How many people do you healthy bodies do you have that can play? Just be honest, Coach Jeb. You're, you're you're tired of hearing about the ACC, right? You just want to go out there and do the job you know how to do and coach your women. Yeah, like I just want to. I mean, coaching's coaching. When I worked at Maris, Keats used to tell me basketball is basketball. He was a high school coach and a very and right went right into D one. Didn't know how to recruit, so that was his downfall in his first year. But a, a good staff, and we all kind of went went at it with the recruiting aspect. But he used to tell me that all the time. It's don't get intimidated by people. Just go out there and do what you know how to do. So that's kind of how. How would you describe your coaching style? I would say that I'm a teacher first. I'm not a screamer and a yeller. I really believe in being patient at times. It's hard to be patient in games because you want to win, but being patient and seeing the development. I'm big on developing everyone, not just the top six or seven that play. So when we play in practice, we're playing in practice players out there. They all, We do have practice guys, but it's not like I'm using them for everything. I'm doing better because you just don't know what's going to happen throughout the year with injuries and illness and all that. So um, I'm big on that. I would say that, um, I don't know, I'm pretty even keel. I don't try to get too high or too low. And I'm very, very much um, negative <laughs> in, the, in the sense of, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not good enough yet. Yeah, it's a good win yet. You know, I'm not getting to the point where I feel like we've arrived ever. That we're constantly working to get better. The Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging, particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kid's college education? So I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com. Jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Yeah, no, I, I love that because it's kind of a glass, you know, half empty type of thing. You're always working mm-hmm. for more. You don't want to get complacent and it allows you, you know, to be hard and to, and to challenge your kids in a certain way. Now, the last couple of months, 
Um, it, you've had a new facility, right? A new snazzy type clubhouse to help break in the Dr. Carol Guth clubhouse. What, what mm-hmm. can you say about the facilities as a whole? You know, looking back at where you've come in your career to where you are now, but what Wake Forest has provided you in terms of resources to help field and put together a championship caliber team? Yeah. I mean, I think you look at our practice facility and our clubhouse. I mean, it is something similar right uh you know so to me i think those are the big keys i mean you, you obviously recruiting that's an easy sell i think the campus is an easy sell in the sense of you know i think people are saying that you know they're a power five school and they're small that's an advantage not a disadvantage because you're getting the attention you need in the classroom you're getting People know who you are on campus. The community knows you, right? So they get excited about things when when uh, when you're winning and doing well. The facilities, I mean, the locker room, the clubhouse, you know, playing in the Joel's, a big arena, which is kind of cool. And I think just we we have what we need to be successful. It's just it's together. It comes down to, you know, your staff. I, to me, I think it's really important and tact um, and that, you know, recruiting is, is a big piece. You can be the best coach in the world need players so i think it comes down to that piece and that's what we're really working is the next class and the next class because he you know what we're not used to what we have to do now recruit younger players before it was like we're not (laughs) we're not getting those kids that are that are in ninth that are really good because if they're really good in ninth grade they're not coming to a mid-major program right so now we get to do that which is kind of fun um in that sense and, and really know players way ahead of time and build relationships longer and i feel like we're really good at that piece the relationship building piece you're inheriting a 16 and 17 team from last year one that went 4 and 14 in the league there are some important pieces mm-hmm. back including star junior jewel spear she was an all acc first team selection a year ago with your style and demands in mind which we've talked about what is the ceiling for this team in 2022-23 i wish i knew the answer to that um, I do think that we will surprise some people if we stay healthy. Um, I think that they're really focused and they're holding each other accountable when things aren't going well. They want to be good. They want to do uh, things the right way. So it's, it's hard to say, like, what's our ceiling? Because you see, I mean, you've watched March Madness, right? You get to the tournament and the team you did to, to go to the Sweet 16 is there, right? And I'm not saying that, but it, it comes down to chemistry and synergy, ability and effort and energy and all that kind of stuff that you're trying to build off of season is so long that kids get tired. They do. And how do you keep it, keep it real with them? How do you keep their bodies um, feeling good, you know, and not feel like their legs weigh a thousand pounds, you know, when you get to uh, February and March. So I answer that just yet. Um, I think once I get into more games, I'll have a better idea of what our ceiling is. We've touched on this a little bit with your coaching style and, and practices, but for the fans, what well, what exactly can maybe they expect in, in terms of uh, the play on each side of the floor? Is this going to be a high-pressure defense? Is yeah. the offense going to get up and down tempo? Ex- explain kind of your philosophy and approach to how you want to man this team. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of what you're talking about. <laughs> so, um, it's a tactical style of playing defense. Um, I'm not a big press every possession on a, on a uh, made shot I'm more or less like trying to take I uh, want the other team to take that's kind of how we approach our defense we have a strategy we have a philosophy and what 
But I think as we get into scouts and things like that, we're going to be very detail-oriented when it comes to that end of the floor. Very much a defensive coach. So if you don't play defense, you don't play. And you'll come out fast defense then if you miss shots on offense. Because to me, you can control a lot of things on the defensive end, effort and your stance and all that kind of stuff. So I would expect um, a kind of like a – I'm trying to think of a good word for it. Um, a stingy half-court defense. Um, offensively, we want to get out and run in transition for sure, like any other team at the cost of bad shots, if that makes sense. So we want to push the ball on, and then we're going to open up the floor and, um, allow for much emotion, uh, style of play, a lot of passing. I mean, we, we really evaluate how many we have based on how many field goals we have. So if you looked at the stats last year, areas, I think, was assist per game. I mean, it was like almost, not even 10, like almost 10. But we want to be up in the 17, 18 range for assists per game. Um, so a lot of, obviously, we're going to get dual shots as well. Um, but a lot more people scoring last year. I feel like they were more focused on a couple of people scoring where this year I'm going to open it up to. It's a good shot for you. You need to take it. So um, it's more of a freelance style. It's more of you know, uh, read and react type of offense. And it's new for them, and they're learning it, and they're not every day, um, but we're getting better. And I think the more comfortable they are, the more you're going to see them have a lot of fun. This show is presented by The Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the triad and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at The Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit thegenthergroup.com to see if The Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. One big picture question that I want to ask about the impact of Charlene Curtis, which you've heard of her as, as she had recently passed away, instrumental at Wake Forest. But tell, tell me, Coach, how do you feel or how would you evaluate or measure the current health, the current uh, status of the game of women's basketball as a whole? A, a lot was made, and rightfully so. You know, Muffet McGraw was very outspoken, you know, a few years back, prior Prior to COVID or during COVID, you know, the size of weight rooms, for example, compared to the men's game, the training tables, the resources, the travel, uh, I, I feel like it's improving, you know, each and every year. But again, is it ever going to match uh, what we see elsewhere in other sports? Do you feel like we're moving in a positive direction? How would you evaluate the current health of women's basketball? You mean at Wake Forest? As a whole, and it might be difficult coming from American to now Wake, but you've been, at, you've been in a lot of different places places to kind of maybe provide some uh, what you think you're feeling one way or another if you feel like women's basketball is being promoted and trending I, in a positive direction I, yeah I, I I mean and based off of my experiences I've been in places where women's basketball is the sport at the school so you win doesn't seem that things change a whole lot I, I mean I would say as a whole it is getting better but it does scare me with conference reels like that uh, as to what's going to happen to that mid-major um, rules, which is which is honestly the majority of the schools out there. 
So if those schools don't get getting the resources they need, I'm, I'm concerned because we because March Madness is what people want and they want to watch, right? Being at the mid-major level my, my entire life until I've got because until I came away, it's hit or miss. Um, I think it's I think it's result oriented and earned. Um, I think a lot of um, administrations out there really you prove it to them that they should put more money into your program. And yeah, I mean it, bo- it goes both ways. It's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, do you get the money or do you have to win to, to get the money, right? Sure. So I think that's part of it. And I think really the fan support, right? If, if people want to come out and watch, if they enjoy what they see, they're going to, they're going to, and that's, I mean, you see it around, across the country at UConn, at South, at South Carolina, big time programs have the support and even some smaller ones. It's out in the Midwest or it's in a place where there's just not much else going on. I've been in that. I've been in DC where you've got, you're fighting with Georgetown, GW, George Mason, like all those schools and you're fighting for people to come watch you play. <laughs> it's different in different areas of the, of the world, I would say. But in my time, my 27 years of doing this, it has definitely gotten better. Is it good enough? I just have to look at the WNBA and say it's not good enough. 12 teams is not good enough. So, Well, like yeah. all of us in all, in all areas of life, we, we need to work to get better every single day, right? So <laughs> we can't just be yeah. satisfied with, with what we have. Coach, I want to get your thoughts on former Wake Forest head coach, uh, first African-American women's basketball coach for the Demon Deacons in 1997. Charlene Curtis uh, passed away recently. She was a trailblazer, helped evolve officiating in the women's game. I don't know how familiar you were of Charlene's work, but her impact was felt significantly, not just at Wake, but across all women's hoops. And her instrumental historical figure at Wake, what were your feelings after the news of her passing and what were you told about her legacy? I have a lot of respect for her. I knew Charlene um, a long time ago. I was just an assistant at a school in Baltimore at that time. And I just remember how genuine and is of everyone or was of everyone. And I always admired that. Her. And I think it's, it's obvious that she had an impact on the Winston-Salem community here. People that came out um, to her funeral and being able to be there was pretty special for me and all of her. And just to see how, how much she was loved um was pretty inspiring i mean she impacted the game and coaching and officiating and all that she wanted to see the women's game i think at the end of the day and wanted to help people along to get them there and i think when you give all an effort and energy into something because you believe in it i think i mean to me that's so inspiring and admirable and i just really love who she was as a person um that for me to see somebody like that who's the first uh, black female right i think coach here so, you know, what that was like for her, I, can, I don't know. I can only imagine. But she did it. Um, and, and such she built the people around her just loved being around Charlene. Like she was a mom to them. So, yeah, I mean, I think it started with her, to be honest, with, with the how, uh, you know, the community and the people that love this this program. So it's it's, it's very sad that she, she has passed. But her legacy lives on, at least here in Winston-Salem and definitely. Absolutely. She's Megan Jebia at Coach Meg Jebia on Twitter. Real pleasure, Coach Meg. All, all the best to you and your team this season beginning Monday night against Elon. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Coach Meg and the Deeks open the regular season Monday, November 7th against Elon. A trip to the Bahamas later this month looms that will present a stiff challenge in the form of Missouri and Alabama. And before that, the conference lid lifter on the road November 13th at Virginia. Leading returnee is junior Jewel Spear. Leading returnee is junior Jewel Spear, whom 
as a sophomore, earned all ACC first-team honors after scoring 20-plus points 10 different times and knocking down 93s, ranking second in the ACC. She poured in 40 in a game against ETSU while registering a single-game wake record 10 threes. As a freshman, the 5'10 Spears set an ACC tournament record with seven made threes in a game against North Carolina. Jebbio will certainly lean on Jewel's playmaking abilities in building out the foundation for her program and her vision these first couple of years. I'm Kyle Schasberger on Twitter and Instagram, at Kyle Schass. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Wake Forest women's basketball head coach Megan Jebbia. And if you did, make sure you go and leave a five-star review. Subscribe, tell a friend, and always listen to Triad Sports one-on-one. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.